the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate 970. I'm Dottie Herman. We try to give you the latest updates on real estate trends, what's going on in the city, the suburbs, housing, and trends, you know, in, 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 in designing. And we are very lucky and pleased to have be joined this morning, or the, I guess we're closer to the afternoon, by Gary Allen of the Designer Landscapes in Jacksonville, Florida, Alan is one of the hit TV shows, The Design Landscapers from HGTV. Alan is a horticulturist mm-hmm. and will discuss the benefits of landscaping. And all I can tell you is <laughs> that the benefits of landscape, besides for the beauty of it all, if you're looking to make your home even more beautiful and be worth lots more money, just take some of his hints. So, Gary, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really looking My forward pleasure. to My pleasure. Yeah. So I've got to go back now and ask you, now, how did you, what, how did you break into the landscaping business? Uh, I could say, you know, my dad always kind of worked us in his garden and around the house. We, we had stuff to do with this back in the 60s. But I got my first job bagging Florida peat for a nickel a bag back in 1971. And I could do about 20 bags an hour, so that was a, a dollar an hour. And uh, wow. the, the load boys there yeah, were making 65 cents an hour, but soon it went to a dollar an hour. And uh, so I, I worked on and off in high school at this retail nursery and started junior college. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be in an office all day. I just want to be outside. And when I found out that the University of Florida had a, a horticultural program that you could actually major in uh, plant science or agriculture or horticulture, I said, I'm there. That's that's what I wanted to do. So after graduation, uh, Disney hired uh, some people on, some graduates. So I worked there at their 140-acre tree farm and nursery uh, prior to Epcot. So we were receiving big trees and palms and everything that would go to Epcot years ahead of time. And uh, And then I started my own business in 83, here in Jacksonville, so about 40 years, 40 wow. years later. And so when you worked for Disney, um, what was your role in the project? I, I was the lead, so early early foreman had about a four- to five-man crew, and we were, again, planting, installing big trees, row after row of specimens, pruning, uh, shaping, getting things ready, and growing them for years in advance so they would go to the Epcot project prior to 
part of that opening in 82. Okay, so when you, and, and following graduation, then what were you, then what were you doing? Uh, well, uh, starting my own business, even in, in 83, <clears throat> I don't know where you were in 1990, but uh, the economy took a big dip. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, I was struggling, and I, I, I said, I guess I got to go get a job, you know, somewhere. And I had a concept of coming up with a little show-and-tell uh, video. We we had done so many jobs that if you don't take pictures, you don't remember what it looked like or how bad it was before you right. got in there and changed things around. So started a little program in 1991. I can tell you it was July 6th on Continental Cable here. The wow. idea was you buy a half hour, you buy a half hour, and you – we went and taped little projects and shot befores and afters, and then we would feature that at the end of the program. And it was meant kind of as an advertising tool for me to literally save my company and to put me on the map and get the phone to ring. And it, it kind of worked. So there you go. You you know, you are a real entrepreneur. I can tell when I hear one. <laughs> it's in your blood. Well, it was. It was it was on my shoulders to really make this thing happen, and so uh, I had to go to school a little about about the videography uh, and learning some of that. But it it seemed to come natural uh, a little bit too. We didn't script the show; we just kind of we'd wing it, so to speak. And but yet that came off a little more natural instead of stiff and right. rigid. And then it was real. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so these were real projects. And so people could still learn. I had some friends tell me, Gary, you're giving away all your secrets. Well, that that's okay. They'll they'll know where they learned it. And the idea is for the do-it-yourselfer, uh, they're going to pick up some concepts and run with it. But Miss Smith, who doesn't do her own yard, might call an expert to uh, to perform those duties around the house. So, I, And I can tell you this, from a real estate standpoint, we just did a patio in a backyard for a, a couple. They spent about $12,000, palm trees, lighting, and we, we changed the picture around so much. Now they've got outdoor living space. But I told them, and I think this is factual, they could add fifteen dollars to $20,000 to the value of their house right away if they were going to resell it. So hardscape, patios, um, landscape with curb appeal, the, you get to enjoy it in the meantime, and it adds to the value of your house and no doubt can help you sell it in the future. Oh, it most certainly does. You know, I I, my, I bought a house, oh, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago I, when you could get a mortgage, you know, like anybody could get a mortgage. <laughs> you didn't have to have any money. Okay, and I said, well, I think I was like 26, and I said, oh, I always wanted to have a job. I always wanted to have a house in the Hamptons. And so I didn't have the money, but I called up the mortgage company, and they said, oh, Johnny, do you want the house? And I said, yeah, I want it. You know, even though I can't spend that, I don't have that kind of money. They said, well, if you want it, it's yours. And I had calculated that I could rent it if I had to. But anyhow, it was a uh, a new development in Southampton, south of the highway, which is I'm a location buyer. So, uh, And it was like... It was all land that in the 90s, as you said, which was a bad time, the late 90s, so all the land went into a foreclosure sale. And so now uh, these builders, they were picking up acre and acre and a half lots for $40,000 and building on them. 
So when I saw this, my budget was north of the highway, which was less expensive, but this was south of the highway, and they had just started building, and they were building spec houses. Uh, So, you know, when when you have a spec house, it's new, so there's nothing like a new house, but the finishes, you know, were, you know, mediocre. There was nothing like really, really high-end, but it was on an acre and a half, and uh, it was south of the highway, and it was brand new. So even though it wasn't high-end uh, finishes and all that, I loved it. But it had no landscaping. Okay. Well, here's the clue. You got into the Hamptons. Yes, I did. <laughs> so that was your goal. I, that was your dream, and you made it. Yeah, nice. And the landscaping really made it. And then about, oh, I don't know, 20 years later, because, you know, they kept on building bigger. I, to my, I was lucky that they just kept on building more houses and bigger and better and bigger and bigger. So I eventually kind of knocked most of my house down, and I built it again. But again, when they did the construction, they ruined all my landscaping. So I spent, oh. uh, after building the house, I think two years with landscaping and patios and decks and all that stuff. And all I can tell you is first of all the most important thing i love it and i enjoy it and i could just lie there as like my eden but as far as value to the house god i couldn't even i couldn't even put a number on how much that increased the value of the house but the good news is you let's say you were showing that somebody walks into your backyard or wherever your little place to hang out and they go we love it and so that can make all the difference in the world. And also, I think people, when they're buying today, it's not only the house, it's a lifestyle. You know, so when you, you know, and if you, you know, if you see what's going on, everything is outside now. Like, you know, they have outside kitchens and outside TVs and everything. Right. People want to be able to. Matter of fact, when I did my house, all my glass sliding doors open up so that they at stack, some point. They stack the, back. Yeah, so the inside and the outside eventually becomes one, if you want it to be. Yes. Um, nice deal. Yes. So being in the business as long as I've been, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't put a number on what you can do. And again, everyone has different budgets. So do you, do you work with all different types of budgets? Uh, oh, does somebody, definitely. How does somebody, how does, if somebody wants to use you, how do they go about that? Um, the, my YouTube channel, and I'll say this is just designers landscape, no apostrophe. If you go on YouTube and you key in designers landscape, you'll have a plethora of, I don't know, 30 or more shows and tips and everything. And then you can always get in touch with, with Gary Allen, A-L-A-N. So, um, and, and I, I'm working on a design right now for a guy in, in Georgia. I've done designs or help people around the country, even doing consultations where they fly me in for a day. We mark things up. I have a white paint marker. We can give them ideas to go and all that. But I haven't done a lot of that lately. But uh, sometimes having something on paper, then you can do one bed at a time or, or, or you know, see it. Right. come together in a period of time instead of instantaneously. And, that, and that's the good thing about uh, dealing with peoples with all kinds of budget levels. You can always start somewhere. And then you can add on to it plan. as time goes yes, on if you yes. choose to, right? Yes, I mean, you can. Yes, now, I'm curious to know, how did you go 
from landscaping work to breaking into television during the early days of HGTV? Well, um, I was at a, a power equipment trade show looking for sponsors because you always have bills to pay. And uh, somebody told me, well, there's going to be a new uh, cable channel that deals with just home and garden. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. And then uh, someone said, well, there goes Ken Lowe, who was a Lowe, was the president of HGTV then. And uh, so I ran him down in the crowd and got a card from him, called, and we sent them a couple episodes, and they called a couple weeks later and said, send us a few more episodes. We want to take a look at it. Well, they were looking for programming at the time, which was good, and they put me at the 1030 Eastern slots Saturday and Sunday mornings, and before we knew it, we started getting calls from all over the country, so to do home and patio shows or guest appearances or whatever. So it, it was. it's really been – a fun trip. It's been a wonderful for an opportunity, but to meet more people too. But, That's but you know what? Good. The average person says, "Oh well, he did it," but I don't have those connections. And you really, really, you really took it from nothing to something big. And I, I think that a lot of people just don't even like they, they they just discount it. And it's, I think obviously you have a passion for it. If you don't have a passion for something, I, I tell people, then don't waste your time. But um, well, you really, really took this to a level that is totally impressive. And you're not afraid to share. And I find that some people are afraid, like you said, you give your tips away and someone's, well, why would you give them away? Then you could charge for them. And that's, that's an insecure person that does that. A successful person is glad to give them away. And 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 people can learn from them some people might never use them just say take some tips but others um see what you do and really i i can't tell you i mean if we're not talking we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars especially on bigger houses but even a small well manicured house i tell people if you're driving in a car and you're, in, let's just say, in an average neighborhood with air, you know, maybe houses worth about six, seven hundred thousand, and you see a home that's really pristine and it's, it's, it's well landscaped and it's and it's done pr that, before you even go into the house, you're gonna stop and say, you know, that's curb appeal and that curb appeal. That's, Dottie, that's what's, what's, what's the old saying? You never, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And so right. when that potential homeowner drives in the driveway or walks up the driveway and walks to the entrance, all that is going through their mind concept. Do I like this? Do I love this? Or do I wish I was somewhere else? And, and uh, so the curb appeal thing really works. Even if it's a couple flowers or some color or something that says, I'm home and I, it feels good to be here. You know, it, it works for resale and it works to make you feel better about where you live. Yeah, and I think sometimes people think, oh, it's only multi-million dollar houses. But I, I think about seven or eight years ago, I was on NBC and they gave me a budget of $5,000 in this little, what I want to say, a shack that was on the market for, I don't know, a year. And they said in 24 hours, you know, Change this house. Make it happen. And the first thing Make I did was the outside. It was a tiny house. But we, you know, mm -hmm. we did the lawns. We, we put flowers. We changed the door. And you'd be surprised. So it's not a matter of 
how expensive your house is because curb appeal matters to every priced house. Yep, you can always do something. Yep, very nice. So I have a question for you. Um, When... What's the difference between hardscape and softscape? Well, hardscape is naturally uh, patios, pavers, walkways, driveways, uh, etc. And then you think of softscape as something to soften that hardscape picture, uh, how you would accent with trees or lighting or shrubs or ground cover. I will tell you this. The trends in landscape have changed over the last 15 to 20 years. Remember Grandma's house? You had the big azaleas or rhododendrons growing yes. up, up up under the window. Well, now the uh, the banding comes down. You have columns. You have coins. The windows come almost to the ground. So dwarf shrubs and ground covers are more popular that don't get so big, so large, so fast and become big, ugly, and overgrown. I can't tell you how many of those we, we rip out and come in with a new look that's lower, shows more of the architecture of the home, and it feels airy. And it's easier to take care of because it's easier to prune something low and dwarf than a big shrub or a big wall or head. So there you go. Now, what would you say is the biggest difference? Or what would you say is the biggest mistake that people make in maintaining their yards? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Give me some that you think that are there. I, well, it might be the right, the wrong plant in the wrong place. I mean, that, that's what happens. But let's say I moved to New York, okay? I mean, I've been there, but I would drive around the neighborhood and see what looks good and what I like and what works in that part of the country. Exactly. Take notes and take that as a shopping list. Does that make sense? Well, that makes sense, but it's just like architecturally, you know, you, you, you know, if you're in a certain area, I remember when I started in the Hamptons, which was 25, 30 years ago, but I, if, if there were some homes that people who lived in Florida bought as a second home for the summer because it was too hot here and they designed it like Florida and in 25 years ago, not so much now, everything in the Hamptons is very like traditional, 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 and anything modern really didn't sell. So you kind of have to kind of look at what the landscape is, you know, and then if you're in a, an area, you don't want to have, you know, this house that doesn't fit in with all the rest that looks entirely different. Um, Okay. So what I hear, what I hear you saying is, is, what I know exists, these new shows that are redoing the bathrooms and all the, and, and you know, it's how they all look similar. They're going to be dated in 20 or 30 years, just like everything behind us is dated. That's what happens when you get the fashion and even architecture. So, so getting something a little more neutral, that's where landscape hasn't changed much at all. You've got new varieties and new patented plants coming into the scene, which, which is good, but you don't have these big major trends that, that change everything you have to do. So uh, stay in the middle of the road, maybe more conservative, and you won't have to worry about having something out of date, so to speak. Can you hold that thought? Say. We have a quick commercial break, and I want to like continue. This is so important. Whether you're just living in a property or you want to sell it, it is one of the most important things you'll ever do to improve your home. 
Don't ever underestimate the power of landscaping. We'll be right back with Gary after a quick commercial break. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significant on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? Well, guess what? It's not. You can say, I do, with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. New York Cruises is the premier, unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding, cruise, event planning services every step of the way. Your guests will be wined and dined on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagements, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231. That's 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or just visit newyorkcruises.com. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back with Gary Allen, who is uh, one of the most famous landscapers I know. And Gary, I just had an email that somebody called in to the show for a question for you. And somehow it didn't get into the show. And they said, my question for Gary is Linda from L.A. And she said, my question for Gary is what 
is a good rule of thumb for landscaping on rental properties. Okay, well, I'm, uh, if it's a rental property, naturally, someone's not going to probably unload the income or investment dollars that they would for their own property. Right. So they want to get the most out of the least put into. So, But still, curb appeal helps everything. So, And the front entrance is critical because uh, everybody from neighbors to visitors to even the, the owner or the renter is going to be walking that pathway in on a regular basis. So um, that would be one place to start. Now, with improved living outdoor space in the back and all, people might not put that much into a rental property. But if they do, let's say you put, and I use curves, uh, Dottie, all the time. I do circular and French curve patios, not square boxes, but it, it, it doesn't matter. Space is space. But if a, uh, an owner decides to invest a little more in that rental property for outdoor space living, think of the improved renter that they're going to get. Uh, think of someone who that then they can charge a little more, justify it, and have it work for that renter that they can utilize more often. I mean, does that make sense? Oh, yes. And let me tell you, if a renter has outdoor space that's nice and they can use it, it will definitely increase the value of your rent. Unless, you you know, you unless that's not important to you, but it is important to most people. Uh, that will, you know, and so you don't want to go overboard, but you certainly can do it on a, on a smaller budget. Now, some people have asked me, okay, can you ask Gary, well, what if I don't like a lawn, you know, do, you know, is there a special grass? Is there a better grass to get? Or is there a, a low maintenance option that you, that you think of, you know, if I don't want to have a big lawn to mow or a big landscaping bill? And I'm sure okay, so uh, and really turf or grass, and they change from New York to Kentucky all the way to Florida. We use a St. Augustine, uh, very little centipede uh, <clears throat> and zoysias down here where up north you got the fescues and everything else. But, but turf is the highest maintenance plant you have on your property because it requires more pruning, if that's mowing, more fertilizing and water than anything else. So you might want to limit, like you said, the size of your lawn. Well, that would entail grouping trees or different objects together that are hard to mow around, grouping them together and making beds and putting plants in there where the leaves fall under the trees, and that's where they mostly accumulate. So there are some practical measures, and I use curves, like I said, pretty effectively and it makes your lawn feel more inviting it's easier to mow than a square box and um very much more appealing now i have a question for you because you know where i live there are deer and you know they just run loose and you know they just they get through everything somehow and they eat all the plants so when I work with my landscaper, I try to, I mean, I don't know enough about it, but he'll try to put plants that deer don't like. I mean, so, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, there's not that many of them. Here. 
it's challenging. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so but there's, have... a, there's a list. There are deer proof varieties that are more have more tendencies for that they'll stay away from, but they love everything blooming, roses, uh, azaleas, especially while they're flowering, because it's nice, tender foliage. Yeah. So does somebody's another question that came, is the kind of grass used for a lawn affect the value of the property? Not necessarily, because it all needs regular mowing and watering. Uh, So uh, there may be some that are drought tolerant, like the Bahia's and other varieties like that. But but still, to get a yard established and to keep it there and keep it looking really good and healthy, I mean, it's going to take time, effort, and a little bit of money. Yes. And, you know, I I always say work with a, you know, if you can, you work with a landscaper. And I, I know with myself, I try to have something blooming at all times. So I do perennials so that there's always something blooming. Um, gotcha. But, Gary, you're, like I said, for those of you who are listening, besides for your own personal enjoyment, and I always wanted to be by the ocean, but I couldn't afford a house on the ocean. So I said, I am going to make my back just like sensational so that I just can just lie there and just enjoy the beauty of it. And I do. It's just so peaceful. So um, what, you know, what are the greatest challenges that you face with, you know, with landscaping, you know, anything, I mean, designing a yard for a home? Well, in Florida, you you just got to have sprinklers and irrigation system or water because it gets so hot. We're we're in a, a semi drought right now, and you can dr- literally drive down the street and know who has the sprinkler system and who and who doesn't. And uh, not that water is cheap, but uh, more people are using well water. So I mean that taps into the aquifer in Florida, as you know, is growing faster than a weed. So many people from up north are finding the. Uh, advantages of coming down here so they may be new to the variety of grass the plants and all that but like i said i would drive around the neighborhood see what works and take notes and take that to uh the nursery or wherever you might shop to 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 make conversions and things that are tough and and have a good track record yeah i just found that this is just my own um my own thing i just found that if i didn't have and it ends up costing me more money because if I didn't have a sprinkly system that got to the flowers, and then you know even in New York, you get you know you get you know you get days where you have droughts and there's no rain, so the irrigation is always a consideration. So Gary, you've been wonderful, and I hope you'll come on again. But where can people find out more about your work? Would you give us your website? I'm going to post it uh, on my stuff so that if you're I always tell people if you're driving when you're listening to us, but you can stream us and get all these shows whenever you want. Um, what's the best place to go again? Uh, the website, which we're always making updates and changes to, is GaryAllen.com, A-L-A-N, GaryAllen.com. And then Designers Landscape is my YouTube channel that will give you many episodes and show you before and afters and take you through projects that will – uh, that you can apply to your own home's beautification. So, so hopefully Gary, that would help. GaryAllen.com, which I will post for those of you who didn't get it. And if you go on YouTube, then you can find all of his shows. 
Gary, I hope that you'll come back again. You were a wonderful guest, and we really love what your work and your work. I've been on your site. It's just unbelievable. I think you're a genius. Um, have a great weekend, and please, thank you for being on our show. You was just wonderful, and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Dottie. Same to you, all you and all your listeners. Thank you now. Yeah. Well, he was great. He was great. So I don't have too much time, so I thought that what I would do is um, now, again, when we give predictions, these are not predictions that are set in stone. Things can happen. But if you want to hear the market predictions, what they're expecting for the next five years, I'm going to um, try to go through them. I'm going to leave some stuff out because it's long. So, okay. Now, we're in 2023, so this was uh, forecast for 24 and 25. But as you see, 2023, um, things are moving. It's been a slower year this year, I would say, than most years. Uh, I think prices have, well, in certain areas they've gone up, like Florida, they've gone crazy. But, but for the most part, there have been less buyers, but there's a lack of inventory. So there's not enough housing. So I believe that lack of inventory uh, is a big deterrent. There's not much on the market. It's opening up a little bit, but it hasn't opened up enough yet. Some people say it's the higher interest rates. But on the other hand, if you really pursue it, and we'll have a show on that, uh, there are different ways that you can finance homes and um, if to, to get the payments down. So, uh, you know, of course, experts are concerned about red flags in the housing market as the Fed's attempt to keep inflation under control, okay? Um, but in 2023 and beyond, the real estate market will be one of, uh, Lanza, they say, will be one of the wa places to watch with 4.78 million existing homes are sold at stable prices. Um, the markets in California may be outlier with San Francisco, San Francisco perhaps seeing price decreases of 10 to 15%. So that, you know, if you're out west and you want to get a good deal, you might want to go there. 2023, the foreclosure rate will be lower than ever before, accounting for less than 1% of all mortgages, which is fabulous. Um, I think we have a commercial break. Let me just see if I can get to 24. People look for new ways to overcome the housing affordability crisis and you, you should see a financing person because it is a good time to buy a house now. 24, 25 and so on. Difficult to forecast but mortgage rates are at the highest point in 20 years. We think they're going to go down a bit. Not a lot, but a bit. So that's a good a good thought.
It's that time of year again when we show appreciation to the ones who matter most. Why not make this Mother's Day a brunch to remember and your Father's Day barbecue the talk of the family? DR Catering can make your family gathering one of a kind. Want small and intimate? Let DR show you how to do it best. Had something more extravagant in mind? DR Catering can provide event decorations, entertainment options, and equipment rentals. From your menu to your decor, DR Catering takes your concept and makes it reality. Known for their fresh ingredients, DR Catering takes pride in not using processed or packaged foods. You'll get a homemade meal every single time. Call 201-673-7380 to inquire or email Dominic at drizzo at drcatering.com. That's 201-673-7380 or email drizzo at drcatering.com. Are you fed up with hair loss or weak, brittle hair? Invite Health would like to introduce you to Hair Enhance HX. This powerful bioactive formula targets the root causes of hair loss, like stress, hormone imbalance, and nutritional deficiencies, packed with clinically studied nutrients shown to increase hair strength and growth. Formulated to target male and female pattern hair loss with amino acids to strengthen hair and promote new hair growth, this comprehensive formula addresses the multiple causes of weak, brittle, and lackluster hair. Take advantage of this limited-time offer Buy one bottle of Hair Enhance HX as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code HAIR. Are you ready to get to the root cause and finally see and feel a difference? Call now, 800-673-2345 for Hair Enhance HX. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date. And I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm trying to give you the market predictions for the next couple of years. And again, it's not a science. It's what they predict. But as I said before, there's abundance of speculation regarding the forecast of the housing market in 23. However, what about the real estate forecast is 24 and 25? And, of course, right now, mortgage rates are at the highest point in 20 years, which is a chilling effect on the housing market and driving down prices. But as supply remains constrained, so as we have limited supply, which we still have now, housing prices in many U.S. markets have not yet begun to level off. They will not level off until we have enough housing. 
Some experts have predicted that future of the housing market over the next five years. Of course, no one is looking at a crash because to have a crash, you'd have to have an oversupply. And we are not nearly close to having an oversupply. They say, experts say, that the housing shortfall will last one other, another year, with supply eventually catching up with demand by five years. So for the next couple of years, we're going to have a housing shortage. The millennials and... They're all buying houses, and so uh, as long as there's a shortage and there's more buyers than sellers, then you'll keep prices up. The seller's market will persist as long as inventory stays low, and that's exactly what I'm saying, and they expect that. But in five years, which is a ways away, and I don't suggest that you wait five years to buy a house, but in five years it's predicted to become balanced, a balanced housing market in which neither buyer nor seller has a monopoly. So that's what they're saying in five years. Instead, negotiation power between parties will become more equal and we will vary depending on the circumstances. So right now we don't have, you know, those sellers are still in demand. You can negotiate with them now, unlike during the pandemic, but there's still, you know, there's still a shortage. The good ones are gone. The U.S. housing market continues to be a subject of mixed options. And despite that, we've had a record streak of 130 consecutive months of year-over-year price increases. The pace of year-over-year price increases has slowed compared to November. This year, I think there's a lot going on, and people kind of took a step back, and there's not as many buyers. I mean, there's still a shortage of housing, but there's... Not quite as many bars in the market. We're coming into our spring market, and usually we're a little busier. This has been a slower spring market, but it's just beginning, so we have to wait and see how that how that change. You know how you know if it's just a, a late spring market. Uh, Chief Economist Lawrence Young believes we are likely to see a total price growth across the country between 15 and 25% over the next five years. Now, if that is true, this this forecast is likely to manifest as a decline in the coming year and plateau in 24, and then a period of relatively robust growth. So what we're looking at is a period of kind of prices kind of staying flat for the next year or two, and then it looks like they're going to really go up. So I guess right now, if you're, if you believe all this, and again, it's not a science, these are just predictions, it's a good time to buy. Um, you know, but you really have to work. There's not a lot of inventory. You have to be out there. As I said, you really have to be on top of the market because as soon as something decent comes out, it's gone. According to Goldman Sachs, home prices in the United States will fall. Now, everyone has different predictions, 5 to 10% over the next year. I don't necessarily see that. Um, I don't see that across the country, but again, I'm not in every state. I think it depends on where you are, uh, but I do think sellers are negotiable. According to the same Goldman Sachs research, the housing market will bottom out in late 2023. Prices are projected to level off and remain stable. So it's not that you're going to lose money. It's not that we're going into, you know, a crisis. It's just very stable. We're not going to see anything really go way up or way down. It's just going to stay kind of boring, you know. But those are, that's a good time to buy. 
and it's all because of the low house, the low housing inventory and the demand has, and that's what's caused the prices to rise. There's more demand than there is supply, especially for first-time buyers to access affordable housing. Affordable housing is really hard. Um, despite mixed signals in the housing market, some experts say that home shoppers have reason to be hopeful. To the at the end of 2023, markets roughly half of the country are likely to offer potential discounted prices. Now, when they say discounted prices, we're talking in the pandemic where if you didn't have all cash and you weren't offering at least full price, you didn't have a shot. And that's changed this year. Okay, so it's already changed in 2023. Um, despite the builder confidence has increased for the first time, so builders have now have confidence in the housing market, and they've had 12 months of declines. So in the end of the day, the U.S. housing market remains complex with a multitude of factors affecting its future direction. However, despite the challenges, there is a reason to be hopeful with experts predicting that markets in half of the country, that's in half of the country, will offer discounts and prices to potential buyers and mortgage rates will stabilize near six. Um, the housing market is expected to turn around 23 to 24. So I think that we're in the market we're in for the next year. I think it's going to kind of be the same. Um, I don't know about interest rates, but from what I'm reading, uh, it looks like maybe they'll have one more interest rate hike, but it doesn't seem at the moment that they're looking to raise them that much. So that's good news. Um, I don't want to get into the federal housing. It's too boring, monetary policies and all that. But you are going to still continue to find challenging and a competitive market, okay? The market, and I suggest you work with a great broker. It's really important that you choose the right broker. And I would just choose somebody who's in your area and knows the market. And when the broker, and then I would tell you to be buyer smart. Go to open houses, get a feel for things yourself. This way, when the broker tells you, hey, listen, I've got the house for you, it's priced on the money, you kind of know the values. It's not only the broker telling you, and you jump. I've seen people lose houses and want to kill themselves for $1,000. Okay, and then, you know, for $1,000, if you love something, it's really not worth losing. Um, of course, the continued remote work and the COVID-19 pa pandemic may result in a higher demand in suburban and rural areas as people look for more space and access to nature. Overall, while there might be some challenges facing the housing market in 25, it is likely to remain strong and vibrant with continued demand for homes and sustained growth in the real estate industry. So really, to conclude, I just want to say that everything is a risk. But I believe, and I believe this with every breath of me, that homes are the best investments you can buy. If you buy right, okay, and if you buy... You know, you look at the location and you don't go buy the most expensive house that is way out of the rest of the range. Of, you know, you should look at the area and buy within that range. Um, 
Some people over-improve their houses, and if you're doing it just for aesthetics and you say, look, I want to have this best house, I know the area is going for like 700 but I want to make mine a million dollars, and I want to enjoy it, and I don't care about resale, that's fine. But if you're looking for resale, you, you want to stay in the limits of the prices in the area, okay? But I think it's all good news. When will the, so somebody asked me, when will the housing market turn into a buyer's market? And, um, well, it's a mixed bag, but I don't see it happening for uh, a while. I don't think it's going to be a buyer's market for a while. I think it's a negotiable market. And if you are out there, there's always going to be somebody that you catch at the right time that maybe had their house on the market for a much higher price, they didn't have any bites, and they're just ready. And that's sometimes luck and timing. And don't forget my rule of thumb to tell you. If you, if you put an offer in a house and the people do not accept it, not because of financing, if they say, well, you know, your financing is fine, but we want more. Leave a stand, nobody does this. Leave a standing offer. Say, well, I hope that you get more. And if you do, then I guess I'm out of the picture. But if ever anything changes, I have a standing offer. Please contact me. Now, if you bought another house, you're not bound to that. So it's a good thing to do. And I very rarely see anybody do that. And you know what happens? Sometimes a person gets a good offer in the beginning when they first put their house on the market. And they go, look, this happened so quick. They should say to the realtor, great job, realtor. You got me the price I wanted. But what they say is, oh, maybe I priced it too low. Maybe I should have priced it higher. Sometimes the first offer they get is the best. And then they don't get, the, they don't get that offer again. And then all of a sudden, maybe two months into the deal, they'll take that, you know, they'll take a different offer. So just be on it. Work with a good realtor. And it's a job. I'll have a lot more tips for you next week because I really think that right now, if you're in the market and you're willing to work, you can find some really good deals. Okay, not steals, deals. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Some great guests and some more tips on housing, buying, and some special financing. And those of you who want to get into the lottery for affordable housing, I'll tell you how to do that. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be there next week. Enjoy Iron Real Estate and drive safe. Happy and healthy. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.